0: it's a goal who got the assist who got the assist
1: Hello there. So we're back this week in a slightly shorter podcast due to the late confirmation of the lay of the land for this game week, which the Premier League gave out just earlier on today. So just this evening, Uh, we were planning a slightly different podcast, but now we've got a little bit more certainty. We're able to bring you that certainty in what's going to be a very uncertain podcast. That's for sure. due to the lack of preparation time. It's certainly been a weird week, which I think has led to a few things which we'll discuss, uh, but mostly I think just the case of confusion through the ranks in terms of what to do without knowing what happens next. We do know, though, that the football will be back next weekend for one weekend only before we go off to international break again. There'll be seven games, as in addition to Brighton and Palace being called off, Man United lead and uh, Chelsea, Liverpool are also off due to events surrounding the Queen's funeral. May she rest in peace. And now we can try to get our heads back into FPL with some definitive answers about what lies ahead, right, Lucy? Yes, <laughs> you're right. I-
0: I'm all right, thank you. A week is a long time in FPL, isn't it? I feel like last week we were discussing the importance of consistency and not moving away from assets too quickly, and now we're thrown into this period of uncertainty, and it it feels a bit strange, doesn't it? I think. Um, Anyway, we are Who Got The Assist. You can find Tom on the main account at WGTA underscore FPL and you can find me at Lucy Hynett with two Ts. On the pod today, we're going to look at how we deal with these unexpected fixture changes and what implications this might have for our season. To wildcard or not to wildcard, that is the question. If you were looking to wildcard soon, could now be the time. And it'll be a shorter pod today, no questions or anything, as we have no idea how we might answer questions until the fixtures were confirmed. And even now, I think our advice would be extremely team dependent. We're recording on the evening of Monday, the 12th of September, in the reign of His Majesty King Charles III.
1: (laughs) Thank you, the speaking clock. Uh, So, yeah, as Luce mentioned, there's a bit of a truncated edition today and uh, that's just because this the only night we could have both recorded anyway and because a few things just seem to kind of be worth speaking about where we are now and next week we'll go kind of full fat have questions et etc cetera, et cetera. this week of course no game reviews we all of course scored zero less if you took a hit and therefore the mini league things like that haven't changed too much either i remain on my wild card uh, thanks to fisher fpl allowing an unprecedented rollover uh, in terms of wildcarding, which was completely and utterly intended, I knew this would happen. Did the data dive and saw the ex queen death was no, obviously, what well, I don't really understand how this happened, but yeah, uh, so I've, I've been a wildcard now for two weeks, which is quite interesting.
0: Thing of luck for the team belly there.
1: Yeah, but it's it's not actually been that massive. Actually, I think I've I've had a few, but because i wildcarded the day after I should have, I didn't. You know, I didn't commit to it straight away. I was still umming and ahhing, so I missed out on a couple. But you know, I've still got I've got Rashford's 0.1, who's going to make me money without ever having played in my team. That's always nice. <laughs> and um yeah, Lucy's prevaricating um, on whether it's wild card or not, which we'll discuss in just a bit. And also in brief, market forces, just to mention quickly, uh, they don't stop. So Rashford, as I mentioned, 0.2 million rise, and Mitrovic rose again. And a few well-owned players like Jesus and Salah have dropped. So the pieces are beginning to fall into place for a new template, potentially. Uh, and I noted just before we came on that Salah is now owned by under half of FPL, which is very, very unusual. So uh, definitely times are a changing, especially if we see that you know, people do start to hop on their wildcards with, uh, with those fixtures being called off and you know, the bulk of players, I guess, uh, Liverpool and Chelsea assets being sold off. I think we may see things kind of change, change and shift a little bit, which is kind of what we all wanted, really, because it wasn't very long ago, was it, Lucy? We were saying, oh, this is so, so straightforward, isn't it?
0: I know that lots of people have been quite excited that things have been shaken up. I'm one of those boring people that was quite enjoying the monotony of rolling transfers forever. (laughs) Um, But apparently I'm in the minority there. So yes, it should make a more interesting game. Um, I think if you're in the unusual and unfortunate position of having already played your wild card and if your team's not looking great, maybe (laughs) you might be considering (laughs) deleting your team or anything like that. But I think for anyone else who's got their full suite of... um, chips it's looking interesting i think there's lots of different ways you can go this this week i think some are arguing that a free hit might even be optimal i think depending on your team then you might be able to get away with just the odd minus four or even a, a free transfer and then there are people like me that are probably going to be pushed into a wild card they wanted to wait a little bit longer for um but yeah certainly very interesting And i think as you mentioned very likely that the template will now start to fragment a little bit more depending on where you are with with strategies.
1: Yeah, definitely. And even if you you did wildcard in the first five game weeks, there's still plentiful ways that you can do it. Because I think the Brentford's Arsenal game was the one that people, if that had gone off, I think that people would have been sat with six players, five players. But with that going on, you should be able to get to 10-11 just to contest the week. And I think that's kind of all you can do, really, if you've used your wildcard already and aren't really willing to use the free hit. Right. Um, but yeah, as, as kind of we, we start to talk about a little bit, uh, we were terming this podcast a tentative podcast just because we only found out more information during the course of today. Again, we're recording on the Monday night. So I'm very glad just offhand that we got the news today. And it was actually, Lucy, a bit sad just how glad I felt when the news did go through. <laughs> I was at an FPL meets uh, on Saturday in London with the guys, and shout out to the guys who came uh, to the first events thought there'd be no football. Uh, still had a great time, there was a beer pong, things like that. But it just felt a massive shame, you know. There was no games going ahead when, you, when you're out for something like that. And I, I felt for the guys in uh, New York as well, who they'd put together like this, the fest for NYC and no football. Like, oh, how can you? Awful. It did make me think, you know, sappily about how football brings people together and however you felt about the Queen. I'm just calling the games off. Definitely wasn't the right move, I don't think. Anyway, before we deal with the repercussions of that, I think it's just worth talking about kind of tentative times in FPL quickly. I mean, our minds are instantly cast back to COVID times, aren't they? Uh, for me, Christmas, at Ollie Watkins Gate, when I signed him, I think with 10 minutes to go before the deadline, uh, before his match with Burnley, I think it was. And then they called the game off like literally about five minutes before the deadline. And uh, yeah, I think I got I got no points from him at all. I think he was injured. I think he had COVID got two points, got COVID and, didn't, and then didn't play and then left my team uh, without much ceremony. But yeah, those, it's one of those things that you remember, those sort of crazy things that you did. Um, doesn't sound that crazy, but you know what I mean. And it was a time when minus four became the new rolling in a transfer and the minus eight was totally normal. I mean, I'm sure that's your worst nightmare, Lucy. Uh,
0: it is absolutely my worst nightmare. Um, I think as much as this is kind of reminiscent of COVID times in the sense that no one could have predicted the Queen's death and the repercussions it would have as the Premier League, at least we are getting that advanced warning of postponements and the fixtures that will happen. I think, as you said, the real cruel thing during COVID was that you often had pers- postponements that you had no way of predicting and they would just happen at any time. So at least we've now got that bit of kind of solidity about what's going on so it should give people enough time to plan and you wouldn't think that beyond next week apart from obviously rearranging the postponed fixtures it shouldn't have too much impact on the rest of the season but yeah in general I, I hate this kind of thing Um, I'm a massive planner I am a plodder and this is really not my idea of fun but that said um, I basically switched off for the weekend from football and FPL and basically just waited um, before I even tinkered or looked at what I might do because there was just fine, There was just far too much kind of that we didn't know about and I just don't find posturing very useful for my brain I think it leads to frustration down the track because you think oh if that had happened I'd have had this team or whatever so I, I tend to just leave things on hold and then wait for some more solid information whereas I know lots of people like to draft x y and z Depending on outcomes, um, I just find it easier, but better for my sanity really, more than anything.
1: Yeah, I I just like I'm I was perhaps more accepting through the years of playing FPL and you know, having some tough times in my personal life in terms of my health. But sometimes I just kind of I, I'm I tend to be quite good at just accepting. You know what I can't do anything about this. Therefore, I'm not going to do anything about it until I get more information. But it's was, it was absolutely fascinating, wasn't it? That like loads of people went from being FPL managers to uh, epidemiologists to this week being experts in police planning and uh, and and logistical deployment for uh, for police football games as well as policing Operation London Bridge. Like it was just amazing, like how suddenly people had read a couple of articles or something, and it, it was very strange, like trying to just see how people uh, react to uncertainty. It's, it's definitely something we spoke about on the site pod and i think it is one of those kind of fundamental attributes to the human condition like not just uncertainty and not liking it like no other animal suffers from the lack of clarity and inability to see the future that like we do or that feels that sort of loss of, of affects to cause or certainty and it's definitely tolerated differently with different people Like some people panic which i guess is a, a fevered speculation or thinking oh you know the season's over Or there's no games ever going to be played this weekend, blah, blah, blah. Some are stoic, which I probably think we both fall into. And others seek to plug knowledge gaps through finding whatever they can find to make themselves feel better. And like I guess feeling unmoored is a very kind of uncomfortable experience, which precipitates a lot of interesting impacts on the human from an objective point of view. Although it's you, if it's you who is uncertain, it's certainly not pleasant at all. But objectively, it's really interesting. I, mean, I could go into the weeds on this, actually. I did look up a little bit and remind myself of it. But basically, it all comes down to our fundamental fear of the unknown. And that acts upon the, as a central plank upon our consciousness and the ability to not predict anymore what's going to happen. I don't mean predict and predict the score, but at least know, right, on Saturday, these games are going to take place. I've got my weekend all set. That being taken away from you leads to all of these sort of behaviors like speculating, like doing things like I don't know, popping out um, this is what's gonna happen to the football this weekend based on me reading Operation London Bridges uh, thing from 1957. Um <laughs> it's it's definitely fantastic. It's it's really interesting. And that feeling to you know, people I didn't expect to see people become ITKs on the Queen's death. Put it that way. That that was that was very strange. Like the same person who was feeding me the Leicester news one week. Becomes an ITK on the Queen's death next week. That is an incredible array of skills, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we also had a period, I think, you know, on kind of Thursday evening and Friday morning, where there was so much speculation. It seemed to the authority on what was going to happen seemed to swing like all over the place. Because of course we had the government's guidance that um, sporting events could go ahead. So that kind of raised hopes and expectations, which, again, I don't think was particularly useful for those that enjoy speculating. And then, of course, when it all got called off, I think that was a kind of another blow to people who like to, to make those projections. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yes. a bit of a funny week. And I think, actually, though, having seven matches go ahead is probably better than we expected, probably. Is that a fair assessment? I I.
1: I, I to be honest i just contented myself with laughing at people speculating rather than respecting myself
0: think. Okay. The, f-
1: the first time i speculated a little bit was today just I was just watching news. it was like you know when um when boris's cabinet was all resigning it was a bit like <laughs> that like just seeing all the news kind the of creep out
0: the last one day yeah i know but it, it was it's just i don't
1: know it's, it's weird like i feel i feel like um it's like broken immersion to me like you know when you see a, a spot a starbucks cup in a movie or something like that which is set in middle ages like it just feels like we were snapped out of that rhythm of the fpl season um and when it stopped last weekend due to external shock i just i became aware once more of the kind of the headspace i devote to this game and i genuinely missed it on the weekend which is incredibly nerdy but like it, it, it i really definitely enjoyed just...
0: it I really enjoyed just switching off for the whole weekend. We had friends over. We went. Yeah, certainly. To... Like lots of obviously being a woman, I don't have that many friends that you know, female friends that like. Yeah. People, so actually, okay. it's quite quite easy to switch out of it. I quite enjoyed it. Um,
1: I, I think it was just because I was at an FPL meet up, maybe that accentuated yeah, yeah, a little bit. doesn't help. No. But <laughs> I, I guess you, you still needed to. You still need to get your like, uh, like you in terms of action even though i was kind of thinking about a little bit i was thinking i was i wasn't kind of pining for it but like i definitely kind of noted that i was missing something over the weekend a little bit um but i definitely didn't like sit there and tinker with this is what could happen if this happens this will happen if that happens i only really looked at it a couple of the times and i guess that you were saying pre pods need to kind of get your football head screwed back on don't you because yeah. you just it was it was kind of nice to tune out but also like the uncertainty had that effect on me that I just wanted them to sort it out and I was, the amount of speculation was just coming to a head on 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 Twitter a little bit and it kind of got a bit of face part of and, me and obviously I removed myself from Twitter as well because it was just annoying me but you know what I mean so I'm glad that it's all kind of been done on Monday rather than kind of dragging on through the week because that would have just been terrible for you know us as managers but also fans who would have plans and all this sort of thing.
0: Yeah definitely. I think I mean, obviously the Premier League isn't thinking about fantasy football managers, it's thinking hopefully a little about fans and obviously that will give them a lot more time to respond because I, I was getting fearful that we wouldn't hear until Thursday or Friday and that doesn't give people very much time at all. Um, But yeah, I think, I think, I know you weren't keen to speculate, but I think seven matches is probably better than we expected. There was a time when we thought basically anything near London wouldn't go ahead. Um, Whereas it looks like, you know, I think probably it's the Man United Leeds game that's caught people off kilter a little bit. I think there was an assumption that that would go ahead because it wasn't in London. Yeah. Um, so Rashford, obviously, there might be some people regretting a Rashford purchase. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think maybe?
1: Well, hopefully they'd have maybe they'd have undone that, or maybe they'll just kind of delight in the fact they've got zero point one million profit. Perhaps okay. uh, definitely one. I. Maybe it's just because I'm so—I uh, was too busy looking at the London fixtures when I did look at it today, but I completely forgot about that about United Le- Leeds that being a huge game, and uh, the figures I saw in—I think it was Athletic, but I'm sure it was Athletic—they said that ten thousand police were already in Scotland from Greater Manchester, so that kind of just meant that game was just impossible to run. But yeah, certainly one that's caught people out. Although I don't think that's one which is actually too impactful on the template.
0: Yeah, I think Rashford's probably the only one that would have existed from that lineup anyway. I can't think of anyone else, and uh, I guess because obviously it was Rodrigo injured as well, that's what eliminated that one as well.
1: I mean, what did you make of that? Um, I- I'm not sure whether they were genuine or tongue in cheek. What did you make of people asking, for, you know, an ex- an- another free hit or something like that?
0: I I think official FPL have left themselves a little bit open on that one. I would argue that when they gave one last season, they shouldn't have. And therefore, consist- for consistency, if there had been quite a few fixtures off this week, I think there was a decent a decent case for it, just based on precedent rather than logic. Um, I think with us having 7 out of 10 go ahead, I think that argument has probably dissipated. As you said, the majority of people can probably get to 10 or 11 players. So it's not really, there isn't really the urgency that there was or looked like there might be when it was first speculated about. So I think that one's dead in the water. Um but I can see why people looked at last season and said that there would there could be a case for it
1: yeah I, I think them rolling over the wild cards as well is kind of adds to that sort of unprecedentedness yes. just because like, what would so I mean if, if I mean if can, a wild...
0: I, well, can I ask you because you're the person on the wild card what when all of this started to kind of come out what what where did you think you would be left
1: I thought I'd just be left with my team for game week eight so I thought I'd had to kind of Judging by what happened during Project Restart, before Project Restart, it just kind of stopped, didn't it? So yeah. I thought it would just stop. So I'd have game week seven, the team would lock in at game week seven, and then hope if game week eight went ahead, then I'd kind of set my team up for that. So I was kind of setting my team up for game week eight or nine. Um, and I was very surprised to see them roll that over. And I guess when that happened, I thought, well, it's going to be quite difficult to give people a free hit. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm, it's, it's obviously very fortuitous that I've locked into being on wildcard a little bit in terms of team value. I've lost the advantage that I actually wildcarded for to get on the template a little bit, the new template as I saw it a little bit early. Um, but I thought there's no way they'd give a free hit now because what happens to me? Like, oh, yeah, I'm on the wildcard. Yeah, boo hoo. But like, if everyone else then gets two free hits, do I get a free hit to use later? <laughs> So it's one of it's one of those where it just it seemed like it was opening a big can of worms to me and I, at the risk of sounding like a grumpy old man as well. You know, back in my day, Lucy, and back in your day as well, it used to be people just dealt with this stuff when the situation arose and just was just like, well, OK, yeah, you know, if it's, it there was a big snowstorm and my players didn't play. I'm sure it'll be rearranged later rather than turn to FPL and asking for a handout every time things happen. That feels a bit weak to me. I don't know. I guess I'm also not the target audience for uh, FPL in some ways but But I think
0: they always think about engagement don't they on those cases so I guess they're thinking rather than let people completely lose interest in their teams because they can't really play any players they would rather keep them involved by kind of incentivizing them with the chip Um, and I think probably what happened during the Covid era of Premier League football has set an unusual precedent for that in terms of kind of almost spoon-feeding people a little bit more than than they used to. Um, I think probably that's had more of an implication on this season than there would have otherwise been. If this had been something that happened in 2017, I'm not sure there would have even been the same discussions. So no, just one of those things, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it is going to go ahead next week, which is always good. Um, and I guess that's kind of left, left loads of people to start to look at the repercussions of what's been going on uh left loads of people in the bind really i mean I'll, i can talk about where i am with my my kind of wild card later but probably a very interesting situation for you here lucy with you know not how many players have you lost uh, through these games being called yeah,
0: so i've got quite unlucky i think um okay. i've lost six. six
1: oh okay
0: and i obviously have archer who isn't really a player I'm... Mm. that's that's almost seven and the problem the extra kind of extra problem on that is that i know that there have been a few people that have six and are kind of squeezing a team out my problem is two of my players that are playing are goalkeepers so you've effectively benched another one of them on top yeah okay um and (laughs) i've tripled up on city so the easy Salah to kdb that a lot of people are doing if i decide that kdb is the replacement for salah that's also off the table So I'm pretty much forced, I think, into a wildcard, which isn't the end of the world, because I kind of said that I was open to doing it this week anyway. And I don't think that the Game Week 8 template for a wildcard should be that different to next week. Obviously, apart from the fact that you might wait a bit more to factor in the blanks, but I don't don't think it's a huge difference. So, yeah, I'm looking at a wildcard now as of whenever those fixtures were confirmed don't have anything of any substance. So I'm very interested to hear about your wildcard.
1: Okay. I mean, it's, it's definitely taken a different form. I mean, we spoke last week about 3-4-3 three, three, and 4-3-3. Three, three. And, and last week, because of the Wolves game for Liverpool, I was thinking, you know what, right? It's going to be throwing the baby out the bathwater if I sell Trent and Salah ahead of this one. So they were very firmly in the wildcard. Uh, but the Chelsea-Liverpool game being off just means that they're both gone, simply. Um, it's just too much money to for to keep around. I do have the money left to move. One of I've got a pre, I've got a premium um midfielder obviously still. I've got money left to bring him Salah back in at a moments' notice, um and Trent as well. I've got I, I can man- man- maneuver that. So now I'm on a 3-4-3. I guess the third striker or the fourth midfielder midfielder would go to bring to bring a Trent back in. But yeah, basically Trent's place is now effectively taken by Bowen. Um, in a move over to that three, four, 3 as we spoke about. No, I really fancy his upcoming run. Uh, Everton, Wolves, Fulham and Southampton uh, set pieces, penalties. And I know he's got very poor days this season, or well, pretty poor, 0.19 XGI per 90 uh, compared to the heady heights of last season's 0.5 and 0.38 the season before. But it's just six matches, people. And in those matches, they've played City, Brighton, who deserve to be... Dis- mentioned in that uh, because they've started really well spurs and chelsea so look at the six minute matches look at the poor data but also think that no it's not going to stay that way forever it, it, it is going to change it, i'm sure there will be an upswing so uh tremp's replace with bowen the three-four-three. still got james hanging around still got Cancelo. still got that trippier pope double up i mentioned um i've still got i've got son at the moment um just because Salah's obviously not there um, and I just I I think don't... that'll
0: be quite an interesting one on wildcard. I think it's, it's a big decision between Son and KDB, and I've yeah. I've seen a few people restructure so that they've got Kane, and then they've they'll kind of do a restri- uh, kind of flip around. But I think we discussed that last week, and the only problem there is I think there's a much stronger case for a plethora of strikers than there are for that kind of same bracket for the midfielders. So I I think I'd still uh on the side of having KDB or Son. Especially yeah. if it's a straightforward free transfer to Salah rather than a, a kind of double switch.
1: Well, that's your Boy, really. I mean, Sons in there at the moment just because, I mean, okay, yeah, not in form, but what generates form? Good fixtures. And if there's any defence to play someone that against in the hope that they explode, it's probably Leicester and Danny Ward's uh, butterfingers. Um, obviously, there's a chance he could be benched. So Paul O'Keefe on Twitter predicts that, uh, who predicts Conte re- regularly, re- regularly, a decent amount of, uh, of getting it right uh, reckons that he doesn't play the Champions League. So maybe if I read the tea leaves, I could say, oh, hey, you know, he'll be back for the league. But yeah, I mean, I could just get KDB and forget it, couldn't I? I mean, it's not as if Wolves are going mean, to. Wolves are a decent defensive team, but City are just such a ridiculously good attacking team that, you know, maybe I'd just do that and avoid in the X minutes sort of, you know, head it scratching.
0: Because in kind of. <laughs> conventional wisdom you'd have thought the kdb was the the more of a minute's risk and son was the nailed on man but it looks like given that son's struggling but i mean is he really struggling his stats don't look that bad um and and kdb has obviously had a break now then it probably flips on its head um at the moment having tinkered a tiny bit i think i'm leaning towards kdb but i can see why people have gone for son
1: yeah, I, I, I put KDB straight in, actually, and I've only got Son in there just because I, I happened to, again, Braz and Bloody Andy and all these sorts of people on Twitter were talking about a spicy plan involving Son to KDB, to salary and all this sort of thing. So I started looking at that and was like, oh, this is a very exciting idea. And then I've kind of realized that, oh, actually, I should probably need to stop being that person because they're all going to end up on KDB, I can tell you that. So I should probably do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe, maybe. Um,
0: I guess um, your wildcard is also indicative of the the two kind of mid-table teams that have got good fixtures, so West Ham and Newcastle. I would expect a lot of people are going to target those guys. Um, Soufan, I noticed, is a popular pick open, in, in the solvers and is a yeah. four. so... That's that's an interesting one. Um, I interesting. guess one thing worth picking up is Gibbs White because I guess that's not the kind of that's not one I've seen in loads of other drafts.
1: No, it's, it's just very cheap, so I can't have. <laughs> I can't, I, so I can't. I can't have. I can't have Zaha. So he's in the Rashford slot. Um, I can't get Zaha because obviously he hasn't got a fixture. Um, I need somebody to play. So, and and then obviously like Trossard and co, they're all in the 6.5 million. It's that pesky 6.5 million or below area, isn't it? Where, you know, I was speaking to my friend Fran earlier, he's got Anthony Gordon in there. It's it's that sort of level where you kind of look at the player and think, oh, really? And I extolled the virtue of Gibbs White White the other day. I mean, Forrest is still a decent attacking team. They can't defend the toffee, but they can attack. So, I mean, again, that could be anybody um that really could or i could just i don't know take him down to this crap all and have a placeholder to get trent back in if i'm sort of person who's really afraid of that i mean are you if you have done the drafts how worried are you about obviously apart from this week just assuring liverpool together
0: um i have had a little tinker where i kept trent the problem is that it really minimizes your options in midfield because you can't get that Bowen slot in very easily, and then you're left with, as we said, that kind of problematic middle ground. Um, but he's the one that I could be tempted to keep, but Salah's pretty much gone for me, and Luis Diaz I'd already planned to get rid of anyway. So it's Trent or no one, I think, probably. I don't know if if that's sort of where you are on that
1: one. Well, I think because I don't know, I don't like, I, I just don't like. <laughs> I just, I, I, I basically want to have the door open to get Trent and or Salah back fairly easily. That's the way I've set up. But it was always that I was interested in having a mantis defender, might as well be Cancelo, Trippier and James as the three, and then taking it from there. Like James obviously is on is, is being benched this week, um. But I, I still think that he's worth, it, especially with Potter coming in. I'm assuming that will see him be the right wing back. Although actually no, in Potter, I'm sure who end up being in goal sometimes <laughs> defenseman fielder others and being up front every now and again as well um but hey who knows um i, I quite like that um as the free and having having in obviously the historic yes 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 hopefully i can find a way to fit him in eventually now what's interesting though is there's that kind of the strikers so if you roll card in this week do you just kind of close your eyes when the brentford game is on and just hope jesus does nothing because like that's it's still one that has the potential to go really wrong if you get rid of him he goes off and you know your Isaac or Isaac or your Tony don't do the business so I'm assuming Mitrovic and, Hol- and Holland are going to be in everyone's team
0: yeah at the moment at the time of recording I would be leaning towards keeping Jesus because I just think if you misjudge it it's It's a lot of pain because his ownership, I know he's taken that drop, but his ownership is still very high. Um, And I don't think Brentford, I think Brentford from a defensive point of view isn't a great fixture, but from an attacking point of view, I think that's got goals in it. So I'm tempted to err on the side of caution there with Jesus, knowing that he's more expensive than Tony or um Isaac. so you can go there quite easily later down the line if you want to it would be more complex i think if he was cheaper than other options you were looking at because then you'd either be looking at kind of keeping money in the bank which isn't ideal um but i I just don't think it's so much of an issue when he's that he's a bit more expensive so it doesn't feel like you'd be downgrading too radically um I don't know if that's just me being ultra-conservative, though, no, because you... I can see the case for Izak, especially with those fixtures, and obviously Tony's been smashing it. So,
1: Yeah, Bournemouth up next for Izak as well. It's just, as you say, if, if Jesus does do well and Izak doesn't match him, because obviously we've got no kind of past precedent with Izak in the Premier League, apart from one good game and one blank, versus Jesus, you've got that sort of semblance of things. And I like the fact that it gives me another week to assess whether I want... Tony or whether I want Isaac, Isaac. So I think I'm gonna go with that. You know, you know what? Like it's just it's just one of those where it's not gonna be the, the smoothest of landings because this ultimately isn't actually the squad that I wanted. It's a squad that I'm gonna to have to kind of make work and have a way to eventually evolve to where I want to evolve, which sounds incredibly wanky, but hey, I will go with it. Um just because obviously I would have ke- I would have kept Salah, um, I think um i i think that that i'd have just yeah, left left him in um i would have probably seen trent off for a little bit and gone with the bowen 343 um but obviously i was preparing for last week keeping them both so it's just one it's just one of those where i think it's i, I never like and i did this is genuinely that not part of the plan to be wildcarding into a team in transition But like you you want to be wildcarding into a team you are happy with and on principle, like the Game Boy One team, or we both started with, that was a team that you could have just left for four or five weeks. And we did leave for four or five weeks, perfectly happy with. That's what I really wanted from this wild card, but it's just not happened, sadly. And then you've just got to roll with it, as we spoke about before.
0: Yeah. And I think you've just got to be honest with yourself about that so that, you know, you don't just sit there accumulating free transfers and saying, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine next week because you know that it's not the end product um i do think though that that does have advantages so you're potentially getting you know well you're hopefully definitely getting um points this coming week that you wouldn't have otherwise got and it may be that that therefore opens up someone longer term than you that you hadn't thought about keeping so say for example son does really well this week you might therefore change your kind of view on him to a certain extent so it may be that you ended up with more points than you might have otherwise bargained for um I have been looking at that Gibbs White slot just to kind of rewind slightly um, a little bit just because a lot of the tinkering I've been doing revolves around having that kind of five and a half six and a half slot and obviously Rashford's been taken out of the equation Um, and my frustration is that I really like the look of Piqueta from West Ham but I also really want Bowen so (laughs) there's a bit of a of a conflict there because I was looking at Piqueta's stats um he's got on so from his time in france he had a non penalty XGI per 90 of 0.54 which would put him in the same kind of realms as a lot of the eight million pound midfielders now obviously you have to caveat with the fact that it's very unusual to people for people to transfer their league performance into premier league performance Mm -hmm. but i think that bodes pretty well and if i was one of those people and i think we should probably not assume that everyone's on a wild card because as we said, it's quite easy for some people to avoid that. If I was one of those people that is on um, Gross, for example, or even Rashford and you want to reverse it, I think Percator is quite a good one if you need that straight swap um, and are am easily going to be able to get to Bowen. Mm, he would yeah. be one that I might look at um, because I, apart from Gibbs White, I can't see a huge amount of value there with Gross and Rashford off the menu.
1: Oh, it's rubbish. it's just rubbish, isn't it? It takes about to enable the enabler pod. It's all just like you know, MGW's next few are, are okay, not amazing fixtures, but they're okay. Um, so that's why he's in that slot because you've. Really, I've got Marcinelli already. He's he's not going anywhere because of the amount of value I've already got. I think he'll be one who sats there for a while. So, in mean, Piquetto would be absolutely fine as a pick. That's for sure. Or you know, you're really kind of. I mean, the Anthony Gordon depths aren't you if you go beyond that so I mean it, it does come down to standouts like McKetter, like um, like Gibbs White it's yeah it's, it's a very tricky slot um, as as we've known for a long time and I kind of you know, part of me kind of wants to grab somebody like a Madison but because he's got Spurs away I'm not I'm not going to quite do that this week but it could work like, for example I could go with Madison and go with Piquetta and, and and hope that that kind of works itself out I and mean, there's there's still so much open and i guess part of symptomatic of nerdy wildcard you're still making punts to go ahead like you mentioned the newcastle double up a minute ago as I said last week their yeah, their xga isn't amazing but don't forget that they've played man city and liverpool already so that probably contributes to their xga not being amazing i think it's like half of their xga came from those two games other than that they've got a decent defense so yeah it's it's, it's very it's very funny uh, to, to think about, and it requires a lot of kind of forecasting as well. Like six weeks isn't a lot, and there's loads of reasons. Yeah, but for everything, and yeah, no, um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense actually. I, I don't mind that. I could, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll scribble that down, and hopefully, Lucy, we won't end up with, with the same team again somehow.
0: Yeah, I think it's much less likely this time, um, mainly because I'm so averse to risk. So I'm sure I'll do something really boring and safe when you take a more interesting option.
1: I, I don't want to take any risks, though, because I'm doing all right. <laughs> like, that's the thing.
0: I, 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 I really easy, don't. Tom though, it's just It just runs through you, that instinct that I don't
1: have. I, I want to kind of confine the risk to a, a 5.5 million midfielder. I mean, that's where I want the risk to be. I mean, I okay. think maybe it's after this, I'm taking Son out of KDB straight away.
0: I was um, about to say, that's definitely an error of re- so removing, removing myself. That. Okay. Okay. That, well, that's, um, that's dead in the water, then.
1: But yeah, no, it'll it'd definitely be an interesting week, that's for sure. Um, but hey, I mean, I'm sure we'll get more uh, update. Well, we'll get an update from you next week on how it went uh, with your seven. And even if, have you even pulled the pin yet? Or are you still kind of
0: Um oh, no, I will be pulling the pin probably before the end of the day. Um, right. I just haven't got around to doing it. But I am pretty much committed to it because I don't really have a viable team. Mm. Um, I think if you are in that more murky water, where you can probably squeeze out a team for three or minus four. Then I really sympathise with you because I don't I don't think it's clear cut by any means. Um, because obviously you will make compromises this week, but it gives you another week to review. So um good luck with that. I don't really have any strong opinions. And I think the problem is with a pod like this that because we've got such unusual circumstances where everyone will have been affected differently, it's very difficult to offer any kind of generalised advice, which is why we didn't do questions because We'd have just said it depends on your team all
1: mm. the time. Well, you know, something like selling Salah, for example, would probably be one that we'd both have gone. Yeah, probably a good idea, especially if you're you know, if yeah. you're in that situation. You're like, oh, I want to take a. Uh, I'm, I think I might wildcard over international break. Then he was like, yeah, definitely sell Salah, and then dead end your team for a week. I mean, that's that's pretty worth doing. But yeah, completely, it's, yeah, it's very different. Generalise.
0: Yeah, if you're not wildcarding this week, I think you want to have kind of pinned down roughly when you're going to do it. I would assume most people will do it over the international break, Um, in which case, as Tom said, it makes perfect sense to take a couple of punts this week maybe um, and dead end your team. I would try and create some certainty about when you're going to do it so you can plan accordingly. Um, But yes.
1: Have you got any sort of onward plans as well? Just because I've, as I said a minute ago, I've wildcarded to a team in transition I'm still kind of sat there thinking, well, I've got I've got that money in place for Salah, I've got that money in place for Trent, I've got that I, I you know I'd like Zaha in eventually because Crystal Palace's fixtures get quite good. Like, how much planning do you put into these things? Like, you said you're obviously I know you're a planner in general. Like, are you the sort of person who's got like in in, in three weeks' time I'm going to do this, In four weeks' time I'm going to do this? So, because like, I just, I've, I've, I used to be that way and I've just completely kind of lost trust in the ability for things to stay constant. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's very much kind of like I've just kind of thought, oh, I'm going to leave myself in a position to be able to do these things. But when it happens, happens, basically, I haven't got a concrete plan.
0: Yeah, I never have concrete plans. I'm not one of those people that says in game week nine I will transfer X for Y and then A for B. Um, I've literally never done like that. Um, just because I think so much changes in the game, even on a normal season, you only need to have an injury elsewhere which puts you off course or something unexpected happens to a player or a manager or, you know, we're at that stage of the season where you could easily see a manager change. That's a hint, Lester, by the way, um, that you can be in a position where... You, that just unravels on you so quickly so although I plan I plan kind of like with structures and ideas in mind particular teams that I might want to target um particular players that fit into a slot I would rather do it like that and have the flexibility um to kind of respond to what's going on rather than potentially get myself caught in a corner because something hasn't worked out as I expected
1: absolutely that's the thing that i really want to leave money in the bank here again i know we've there seems to be a running theme of whenever we've got time to sculpt the team but i just Although feel like found
0: that. the 0.5 probably is oh, but
1: in principle it was a good idea it's just in practice it didn't quite work and but hey i'm going to try to do that again try to like be flexible and be able to do that just because i don't know i just think it's easier than like for many years, I was the kind of person who was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to get to 0.0. I'm going to spend all my money. And now I've kind of gone full circle on that. And now I just think, well, actually, I don't need to do that. It's not really worth it just jamming my team full of very expensive players when the cheap one will probably do a better job and it'll mean that I can springboard where I want to get. Yeah. I don't
0: yeah. really have a lot more to say on that apart from, Perfect.
1: yeah. Great. Right. Uh, Final thing, Captain, this week, uh, are you going to sit to Haaland or uh, go somewhere else?
0: I think I'll stick to Haaland um, pretty much forever now, unless Mm. we have reason to suspect on a given week that he won't play for a reason, and it has to be pretty sure he isn't going to play, then I think I'll be sticking with Haaland. Yeah, indefinitely. I think potentially we may see a case where we think City will undergo steady rotation and therefore we might want to look at other teams. And that's the only thing that puts me off holding KDB and Harland for a long time after the wild card is that if they have a game where they look like they might rotate heavily, that could come unstuck because I would probably captain and vice captain them uh, as my most expensive players. So
1: Ooh, hello Southampton in two weeks time.
0: Yeah. The other twist of that one is that I'm probably going to the game. So that's going to be fun. I did go last year and we, Got a nil-nil draw, and I just don't think that's going to happen again this time. Um But yeah, I think Southampton's probably a good game to target. But there we go.
1: Can your players actually play in that? Because aren't most of them ex? Exist- oh no, no, not alone, are they? So they're sure not on like, loan. They, they no. can, they can. They're okay, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, I think I I think that's probably a good place to end it on my ignorance about Southampton in general. As Barnu Rene said on the Guardian Football Weekly, they're a team that I wish I knew more about, but I just don't know anything about them. Yes. <laughs> Definitely one of those things that you just it's just so far off the radar. Um, yeah, I think that's your lot. Um, hopefully that was useful. I'm sorry that it's not been the most well researched pods in, in our history. It's just one of those that obviously we've had very limited time after work since the since the announcement to cobble something together. Um, so hopefully, a good idea of you know, dealing with sensitivity if that's even the word and the dealing with and, and how we're kind of looking to shape up i me with more concrete plans having thought about it for a week and lucy just shrugging everything which is absolutely fine because if you're in that situation you just pulled the wild card you've got a week now to go ahead through it and then by friday you'd be like oh yeah no i I always wanted that guy who i've just brought in five minutes ago
0: <sighs> absolutely cool uh, yeah i need to go and give this some proper thought i think don't i um but there we go uh thanks everyone for listening we were who got the assist um, you can find us on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL, or you can find me at Lucy Hynit with two Ts. If you enjoyed listening to this, please like and subscribe to the podcast for new listeners out there. If you think you'll be coming back, please hit that five-star rating across platforms like iTunes and Spotify so more people can enjoy the pod.
1: Yes, thank you very much. We uh, we whetted your appetite for the Premier League to return. One week anyway, until, in, until the international break kicks in. I think what we'll do is, last year we started recording on the second week of the international break. So we're going to have a break now for a week, unless anything pressing happens next week. So we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks' time. Oh well, just one of those things, really—a quirk of the uh a quirk of the situation. But we hope this is you anyway. Um, good luck in game week eight, whatever you do. Um, and yeah, speak to you soon. Farewell.
0: Who got the assist?
1: Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.